mind when things get rough. Each sharp puff and stuff can't do a little cause you can't do enough. Chris Gowser here with Matt Howell, and this week on The First Run, we catch up with Sir Ridley Scott in his irrepressible English hatred of the French with his with the historical spectacle Napoleon. Then we check out the love child of Call Me By Your Name and the talented Mr. Ripley with Saltburn, the latest from writer-director Emerald Fennell of promising young woman fame, and the reason Chris was so insistent uh, we see this. I, I'm on to you, buddy. As always, we break down the big releases on physical media, give you the straight-to-DVD and streaming picks of the week. Then it's time for the Dear Lord, the holiday gift guide for the movie lover in your life. Let's see if Chris actually participates this year. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so let's grease up the guillotine and get this show on the road with uh, Napoleon. Who did this? They did. No, they did not. Be sensible. Who set these fires? Your Majesty. They did. He'd rather burn his own city than negotiate with me. I didn't think he had the courage. Well, we'll go to St. Petersburg and have him burn that too. Boy, Napoleon seems really disappointed there, Matt. He does. I call him Naps. <laughs> Nappy. <laughs> yeah, why not, Matt? What is Napoleon all about? Well, it is the air quotes biopic of Napoleon Bonaparte, mm. uh, the French... Uh, Officer who becomes general, who becomes ultimately the emperor of France and almost takes over the world, but then he doesn't and is exiled and finishes out his days on an island. That's basically it. That's the story of Napoleon, guys. The end. They were good. I think we're good. Well, yeah, but he does come to the future of the present day mm-hmm. in L.A. Right. To help put on a history project. He does, yes. Point. They they really glossed over that part, which I was a little upset by, but they did. They, did. they left that out. But maybe it'll be in the four-hour cut that we can expect. Maybe. Yeah. That's that's interesting. We have to talk <laughs> about that as well. Matt, I'll tell you one thing while I was watching Napoleon that I kept thinking about over and over again. I really like Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And The Last Duel was was pretty good. For, oh, sure. For, for historical epics. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I made me, though, I'm watching these big battle scenes and I'm like, man, I got to watch Gladiator again. <laughs> I haven't watched that. And I, I have it in 4K. Oh. I bought it. It's two pack with um, Braveheart with that, what, drunken anti Semite guy. Sure. Uh, but I haven't watched it yet. I really. It does include the director's cut, and I do have the correct color timing version of it too, as well. So I'm happy about that. I really, I, I really want to watch Gladiator. All right. Well, are you looking forward to Gladiator too? No. <laughs> Maybe it'll be good. Maybe. But 
And it's not going to be the Gladiator 2. Let's just talk about Gladiator. It's not going to be the original one where he's going to like come back from the dead, right? It's, no. it's Paul Mescal. Yes, is he, right. And it's a different Gladiator. It's not like it's going to be his kid or something, right? right? It's just like a, a different story. Yeah, right, right. I think, yeah. I don't know. I know next to nothing about it, but I do know it's a different Gladiator. And I'm supposing that he's picking up the, the mantle of Maximus somehow. So, Matt... I love Alien. I think Blade Runner is a classic yep. film as well. Mm-hmm. Black Rain is solid. Yeah. Thelma and Lee's is, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll, I'll confess I have not seen White Squall, nor have I seen G.I. Jane. You're not missing much. We talked about Gladiator. Black Hawk Down, great little yeah. war picture. Yeah. Uh, Matchstick Men. Let me tell you, folks. If you haven't seen Matchstick Men, I think it's streaming on the Criterion channel right now. Okay. Watch it. If you like kind of heist, double-crossy kind of con man movies... Mm-hmm. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better one. It's really that good. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven, well, that's interesting. The director's cut, mm-hmm. the Kingdom of Heaven, is actually pretty good. Right. Uh, American Gangster, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. That's a, that's all right. Uh, Body of Lies, I didn't care for. Robin Hood, a uh, massive misfire. Yeah, bad. Prometheus is, I think, solid. Now, The Counselor I haven't seen, it's supposed to be bad, but they say the director's cut is better. Okay. Now, so I bought, I blind bought it for like $3 on Blu-ray mm. like a year ago. So, of course, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> uh, the Martian, solid. Mm-hmm. Alien Covenant, solid. I haven't seen all the money in the world. Last Duel, like you said, is good. How's the Gucci? God, that was, a, that was a Ridley Scott joint. I completely glossed yeah. over that. And I, and I entirely skipped over myself as well. Exodus, Gods and Kings, mm. which I would have said is the worst film Ridley Scott's ever done. If you have seen Ex- Exodus, Gods and Kings... Yeah, if it's you know, let me put this. Don't watch it. Right. If it shows up or something you want to, don't. It's it's really a disaster. So Matt, we're here to talk about Napoleon. We are. We spent uh, the past six minutes talking about anything but Napoleon. So <laughs> I'm going to say it's not Exodus, Gods and Kings bad. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not even close. Not even close. No. But it's not great. No. Now, do you think it's because do we just is it a misfire? Is it issues or? Do we have this, as you've talked about a couple times now, potentially this grand four-hour Apple TV epic mm-hmm. that we've trimmed down to, what, 210? 220? 230-ish, I think, is what it... And, 157 okay. we're coming in hot at. So there you go. So yeah. Is that our issue? Did we just... We have a inferior theatrical edit? Yeah. That could or be. Or something else wrong here? That could be. I mean, because I think what's mainly wrong with this film for me could be solved in the four hour edit because maybe the battle scenes are great. They're, yeah. they're a spectacle to watch. I enjoyed them. I think, you know, Vanessa Kirby and Joaquin Phoenix put on great or Joaquin Phoenix, excuse me. Um, <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I was hoping you weren't going to remember that, but yes, I called him when I was a kid before the internet. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pronounced Joaquin. Okay. Right. Fair enough. I was I was a child back. Well, you know like what? Twenty two. I wouldn't have immediately leaped to you know Joaquin from that spelling either. So fair enough. Right. Uh, so Joe Quinn yeah, Phoenix. Yes. So anyway, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is, is is very good. He's he's very game. Well, I, he's good. He's, he puts on a decent performance. I mean, all right. Well, there's I think there's a lot of room between good and decent. Okay, he's on the higher end of decent for me. Very lower end of good. Let me put it this way. Out of the performances I've seen out of Joe Quinn for the last 10 years, yeah. this is at the bottom. Fair. That's fair. 
Yeah, but he's done something. I will say he's turned out some stellar work. I think he's the best working actor we have right now. Yeah. I really do think he is. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe that's why I was slightly disappointed with him. But again, I think this may be due to an inferior theatrical edit. I keep interrupting you, which is rude, so continue. That's okay. So, you know, looks good. The action scenes are fun. The actors are game. They're, you know, they're putting on pretty good performances. The main issue I had with this is it told me next to nothing about Napoleon. Like, I don't know really beyond the battles and kind of the kind of big events like Waterloo and stuff like that. I know very little about Napoleon, you know, Napoleonic uh, history. And I feel like for a biopic, I know very little about the guy, right? Like, I think it's more concerned about telling jokes and telling these kind of weird Hitler parallel kind of things, which I think is not necessarily fair to Napoleon from what I understand historically. Um, And they don't talk about like, they only ever really talk about his military achievements. They don't really talk about his social achievements and like the things that he did for France. And And was he a good dad? Well, not necessarily that was a good dad, but you know, he set up the bank of France, you know, he set up all these kind of social programs that, you know, had some positive things. Um, so I don't, I feel like the kind of historical part of this historical epic got the short shrift. And I would have liked to have seen more of that. I agree with you. I think that's entirely, and maybe like you said, this will all be answered in the Apple TV four hour version, which I'm assuming now I'm going to, I have to watch mm-hmm. because I was so disappointed by this. I have to see, is this just a grand colossal failure yeah. from minute one to minute 240? I, I don't know, but I have to find out. It, it's messy, all right? And part of me thinks that I wish he could have committed to the bit if that's where he was going. Because mm-hmm. this had the potential to be, I think, a camp masterpiece. Right. There are some line deliveries, some lines of dialogue, things in here that if that's what Scott's doing, then I think this could be potentially like a, a brilliant kind of under what just cutting out the knees of Napoleon basically as a person, just this grand kind of camp epic. I don't think that's what Scott's doing. Mm-hmm. I think we're in the end, we're going to have a bit of a misfire. I think the four hour cut, I, I will likely enjoy more than this, but it just feels very messy. It feels very disorganized. And we jump from time to time, from year to year, moment to moment. There's no feeling of any kind of connection to anything. We're just jumping to the next potentially important part in his life as a military leader and a potential emperor. And some of the stuff is just straight made up. Right. Which I guess is is fine to a degree, I guess. Like, but... It's also jumbled and almost incoherent at times. And I'm hoping that director's cut here will focus the proceedings a little more. Like Matt said, the battle scenes are solid. And there are, I think, some really interesting moments in here. But I think in the end, there's far more misses than hits, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it made me long to watch The Gladiator. And, or just Gladiator. There's no the. There's no, no, no yeah, there. Gladiator. There's no A. Mm-hmm. There's no an. An wouldn't even be grammatically correct. No, right. Another thing, too, is like you said, they didn't focus enough on him and his background. There's no, you know, image of him being put in the in the straw basket and put down the river. <laughs> right. That's that's different. Wait. Right. But I think one of the big things is also what are we doing here with Vanessa Kirby and Josephine? Yeah. Right. I feel like their relationship is supposed to be so integral to his story, and they they kind of always seem to dance around it, but I never get any real depth or emotion or feeling out of it. 
And it feels like a missed opportunity there. This whole film feels like just one missed opportunity after another. That's why I like. I'm convinced. I'm hopefully that this four hour cut is going to fix all of this. Yeah. But then you, when you think about it, I mean, couldn't we have used a few French actors? And I granted, I know we have different accents all over the place sure, here. Sure. Which and I appreciate. None of them really consistent. Yeah. None of them really tried a French accent for the most part. But it. Uh, Man, it's just disappointing. It really, and even then, the, the action sequences that were good. They're not. He's done better. Yeah, done I better. I think he's done. Yeah, he's definitely done better. But I think for me, you know, you don't get a lot of uh, modern action spectacle scenes of this type of battle, right? So I think yeah. it's it's kind of unique, and I appreciated. I think it certainly has room to be done better, and he's done better action scenes. But you're not seeing. There's not a lot out there of Napoleonic type battles that, you know, shook Europe, went into Russia, were super important to history, but you don't get a lot of that on screen. I mean, when's the last time you saw it? Like, Glory? That was probably the last time you saw anything even close to that um, depicted in large battles, as far as I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I, sometimes I wonder, and I don't know if this is just ageist, but he's 86. Really, Scott's 86. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't know if he's lost a few miles off of his fastball. I'm curious what's going to happen. I, I don't, I don't well, know. I mean, we'll, let's see. Let's put it this way, though. Of all that stuff you listed, uh, most of, there was a lot more hits than misses. He's got some all-time classics in there. We sure. talk about, you know, other directors that we really like let's like i mean this is not necessarily a fair comparison but compare him to somebody like john carpenter whose output is much less even right i mean it's it's so up and down um and you know i i think i can forgive him a a somewhat entertaining miss and like you said there's a lot more to see so we'll withhold final final judgment on this until then but i still yeah. No, go ahead. I, I mean, I just wanted to segue at some point, uh, you know, I don't want to interrupt your point, but segue into how much the French hate this because it is it is chef's kiss delightful reading some of the the the, the taglines for their review of, of Napoleon. I, I would love to dive into that. No, all I was going to mention is that BFI, I think you have to import it. It's a region B disc. The uh, 1927 sound version of the pulling, which I think also runs out at about four hours, is supposed to be like the definitive portrayal of Napoleon on film. Okay. And outside of Bill and Ted. <laughs> of course. And I, uh, I'd i like to check it out at some point. So maybe now that I have my region free player, I may see if I can track that down. It's supposed to be fantastic. So I don't know. Either way. All right. Go ahead. What are the French saying about uh, naps here? Uh, lazy, pointless, migraine-inducing, too short, and historically inaccurate. That is from one critic. Barbie and Ken under the, the empire. Uh, deeply clumsy, unnatural, and unintentionally funny. And my favorite, very anti-French and very pro-British, which I think is spot on with like the way, like how... The subject matter and like Wellington and the, and the English, like it's all very, it's weird that you have this almost sense of, you know, this great French leader yeah. and it's being told as from almost like a British perspective kind of thing. That's a good point. 
Yeah. That's yeah. No, you're entirely right. I think that or that critic is right, and I'd like the one before that too about it being what clumsy and unfocused yeah. and stuff. But again, maybe that'll be cleared up. Maybe I don't know, Matt. I'm giving Napoleon a C minus right now. Ooh, I'm being a lot more generous. I'm giving it a C plus. Oh, all right. I enjoyed the battle scenes enough. I thought they were pretty cool to watch, especially yeah. that that. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything if you saw the trailer, but like that scene, you know, of of uh, the Austrians fleeing across the 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 in the Russians fleeing across the the frozen lake was awesome. That was cool. Hey, I I did feel kind of like though I was like checking off boxes. Mm. I'm like, oh, here comes Waterloo. Here <laughs> right, we go. Right. You know, so I mean, if it has an ABBA song, how can it not be the you know the ultimate thing in the film? Correct. That's true. <laughs> so if you had a chance to see Napoleon, which is currently uh, playing in theaters, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I had to time it because. I went to go see, it was only showing in one Dolby theater here in the, within like a 30 mile radius of me. Mm-hmm. And for like th- th- three shows or four shows, three shows a day. Right. Thankfully, I was able to, everyone, everything else was IMAX because there are scenes that were shot in IMAX. Right. So, I don't know, I wonder if the Apple TV version will have adjusting aspect ratios too. That'll be something to yeah, look for. I'll have to check it out. Let's have to see. Feedback at thefirstrun.com. Let us know what you thought about naps. We'd love to hear your thoughts and we'll have to, I guess... Come back around, Matt, and do a four-hour uh, catch-up afterwards. See what we thought of the master mm-hmm. version. Yeah. I'm sure everyone's super excited to hear that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Let's keep rolling, Matt, and spend a few minutes talking about what's coming up on physical media this upcoming Tuesday. I was going to say Thursday, but that was wrong. Uh, December 5th. But we're going to talk about something that comes out on December 1st as well, just because I want to. most unfortunate, Captain. Water, 14 feet above the keel in 10 minutes, in the forepeak, in all three holds, and in boiler room six. That's right, sir. When can we get underway, damn it? That's five compartments. She can stay afloat with the first four compartments breached, but not five. Not five. As she goes down by the head, the water will spill over the tops of the bulkheads at E-deck from one to the next, back and back. There's no stopping it. The pumps. If we open the, the doors... The pumps by your time, but minutes only. From this moment, no matter what we do, Titanic will founder. But this ship can't sink. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can. And she will. It is a mathematical certainty. James Cameron's Lusitania is being released. It's the Titanic, Matt, in 4K. Titanic is being released in 4K this upcoming Tuesday, December 5th. Uh, restored in 4K. You get a Dolby Vision HDR presentation, now Dolby Atmos audio track, uh, a couple new featurettes on the making of the film and a 25-year kind of retrospective of it, and a lot more. There's a ton of stuff in there. There's a box set you can buy that's uh, like 135 bucks. that gets you a whole ton of stuff, and there's going to be a traditional just kind of couple-disc version as well. Uh, and two, also announced we're not coming out until March. Finally, in 4K, True Lies and Aliens Ooh, wow. have been announced. I so. don't own True Lies, but I I will probably upgrade Aliens. Is that wrong of me? I don't think so. No, of course not. No, not at all. They have the uh, and in the, in 4K, both the director's cut and the theatrical cut will be in 4K. Okay. Uh, and then they have a bunch of special features. A lot of them are archival stuff uh, is included in here. And um, one of the big things, too, I guess, is the deleted scene of Burke being cocooned is going to be included oh, in this set. Oh, nice. Okay. 
So uh, that'll be fun to finally check out. But that you're going to have to wait for March. Though I think digitally they drop in December. Okay. But the uh, physical discs aren't going to be available till March. But what I'm going to talk about quickly in December 1st is going to be a a box set, a box set of Prince's album Diamond and Pearls and also be released in Blu-ray audio. Okay. Not the best Prince album. It has a couple big hits on it. Mm-hmm. Right? But like Prince, one of the probably one of the, if not the most prolific musician in the history of music. Right. There's like I think a couple dozen unreleased tracks from those recording sessions that are included in the box set. And then for me, and maybe for Matt, after I think it's been has it been twenty years? Maybe eight fifteen? Peter Gabriel's new album finally drops. Mm. Uh Io. And it's gonna include both the bright side and the dark side mixes. He's been releasing for your streaming pleasure. Uh, this uh, this album like like one song a month or something like that, and then he has two different versions of each song: the bright side and the dark side okay. version. But now you'll be able to pick them up on physical media, uh, including either a CD or a Blu-ray, and then it's like a box set as well with, with vinyls with a bunch of other stuff too. So I'm very excited to hear the new Peter Gabriel album here and its completeness. All right, let's get rolling, Matt. Here, number five is the kids. Number five. We're going to go with Kill Room. Uh, this was, I think, at a limited theatrical run featuring Uma Thurman, Sam Jackson, Joe Manganiello, Debbie Mazar, and Maya Hawke about a hitman, his boss, and an art dealer and a money laundering scheme that accidentally turns the assassin into an overnight avant-garde sensation, one that forces her to play the art world against the underworld. Oh, my God. It's nice that Uma and Maya get to work together in a film. That is nice, yeah. Four! Matt Sandpiper is putting out not only breaking. But Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, oh, wow. on Blu-ray for the first time. So you can pick up both of those on Tuesday. I know Matt's excited about that. Get three coffins ready. Uh, huh? Criterion is putting out Blast of Silence. A hired killer from Cleveland has a job to do, Matt, and a second-string mob boss in New York. But a special girl from his past and a fat gun dealer, I don't know why we have to make fun of the guy's weight, who has pet rats, each gets in his way. Brand new 4K restoration on two different aspect ratios of the film, 1.85, another one, 1.33, and then a couple of making up featurettes included in that as well. Oh, this, Matt, I almost, I was considering buying this for you for Christmas. Oh. But it's a little too pricey for me at the moment. But if it gets the right price, maybe, or you're just going to get it for yourself, or maybe your lovely wife will get it for you. Looks like we're shy one horse. <laughs> you brought too, too many. Matt, Babylon 5, the complete series, is being released on Blu-ray. Uh, you get all 110 episodes from the fi- from uh, the the uh, se- all the seasons, including the pilot, The Gathering, which will only be available in standard definition. But you're a big Babylon 5 guy, right? Yeah. You said that before. Babylon 5 is great. It's, it, it is got, you know, obviously, very micro-budget. It's very 90s in its production but the story that they planned out is so good that you just quickly forget any of it and the acting is actually surprisingly good as well and that's j michael straczynski right that was all his stuff Yeah, it was yeah you'll be picking up the complete series of babylon 5 do you own it already like in dvd i do i do have it in dvd um but i probably would pick that up on blu-ray if it hit the right price yeah, there you go. And then finally, number one. Uh, listen. There can be only one. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I think it's unfairly maligned. It does not, again, we talked about it during that show, that episode. It does not really capture the magic of the original three films. But for what it's worth, as a later day sequel, 
Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. I think it's well worth checking out. It's well worth your time. It is being released on Tuesday. Best Buy has a steel book that looks pretty cool, actually. And then Walmart has a, a like an enamel pin of the dial mm-hmm. itself okay. included in their set. And again, it's just Disney, so you're not getting a Dolby Vision. You just get an HDR presentation of the film, but you do get a Dolby Atmos audio track. And then a bunch of special features on the making of the film. So if you're waiting for Indy, now we can finally pick up the last, he asks with a question mark. <laughs> Harrison Ford, Indy Jones film, we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, that one I think is going to stay around 30 bucks for quite a while. Yeah. I've been eyeing that Mission Impossible, yeah. Dead Reckoning Part 1. That hasn't dropped below 27.95 yet. Mm. Oppenheimer, which sold out, they're going to repress it, so good for them. Yeah. So that's been no cheaper than $30 anywhere. And I think that's going to happen, too, with Indy for a while. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. Also coming up on 4K, Matt, uh, Point Break, the 1991 version from Shot Factory. And Best Buy is going to get a steelbook of that. Criterion is also putting out one of the most beautiful films you'll ever see. Days of Heaven is getting a 4K release. Scream Factory is putting out Silver Bullet, the pretty good Stephen King mm-hmm. werewolf movie. Yeah. I just bought this on Blu-ray um, for like 8 bucks at Viper Video like a week ago. I'm, I'm okay with that. But this has a new audio commentary with Eric Vespi and Scott Wampler of the KingCast. If oh, you're nice. a KingCast fan, they contribute a new commentary to that. And then uh, you're going to get a steelbook of Stand By Me, as well as Young Guns being released in 4K with a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. Finally, uh, The Color Purple and Office Christmas Party all getting 4K releases. Matt, your Street to DVD pick of the week. I'm going to go with Daddy Daughter Trip. Larry Buble, an ambitious yet broke inventor, is struggling to keep his family eating and sleeping indoors. When he promises his eight-year-old daughter the spring break vacation of her lifetime, he is forced to get more inventive than ever before. Featuring, I was kind of impressed by this, John Cleese shows in this, but also starring Rob Schneider, Mm. and I can only assume his daughter, Miranda Scarlett Schneider. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) All right, Matt. What should we be streaming this week? Making copies. <laughs> wow, that's that's Batman. a poll. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if we'd only waited like a week and a half, we could have streamed this movie. Bottoms is available on MGM Plus and FUBU for your viewing pleasure. It is a pretty good... I have neither of those, man. Well, you know, somebody out there does. And you know what? It's there. So it counts. It's It counts. Good. It's out there. Um, yeah, I thought it was a quite funny... Uh, Chris liked it a little better than I did. I think I've, 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 it's grown on me uh, since I've kind of sat with it and thought about it and think about some of the funny stuff. It's, it's a good time. It's a good comedy that's, that's, uh, is available. Uh, that is at times pretty funny and riotously funny. So it's, it's good. A generational defining comedy is what I think I wrote. Yeah. I, I would walk that back a little bit, but it, you, it is enjoyable for sure. I, I gave it an A minus. Matt gave it a B minus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I would change my score to a B at this point. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Um, I felt there's something else I wanted to say. Oh, uh, I wanted to go see It's a Wonderful Knife, but I guess that's dropping on Shutter very soon. Oh, okay. So uh, we maybe we'll have to double that down with one of our... Uh, has have that be a second film coming up at some point. All right, Matt, let's do it. I know you're excited. Let's spend a few minutes and talk about the film that asks how much... Full frontal male nudity is too much. Is it really even a thing? Let's talk about Saltburn. Oh, squat. And both his parents were dealing. God, and his mother's a drunk. 
I mean, babies can be really affected. Traumatized. Oh, they come out drunk. Is that right? He had to put his fingers down his mother's throat oh, to yeah. make her sick. Oh, Farley, that's private stuff. Well, you told us. In confidence. His mother's oh, sick. Darling, his mother was sick. That his mother was I, sick. I think that's actually rather normal old. when you're poor. I think when you're poor, that sort of thing does happen a little bit more. Let's give it a time. Good luck. He doesn't smile much. Farley seems to think he's ghastly. Why are you so just dark poor, not attractive, and his parents are drug addicts? I can't uh -uh. actually understand. And here he is now. We were just talking about Don't you. Don't be silly. Farley, you just make up the most oh. awful things. Of course we weren't. Hello, Oliver, darling. Oh, what beautiful eyes. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I told you it wasn't a minger. Oh, but darling, you're kind about everyone. You can't be trusted. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, Matt, one thing I absolutely adored was Rosamund Pike mm -hmm. in this film. Mm -hmm. Just gloriously over the top at times in this movie and just... Oh, a sight to behold. Just a lot of fun with her. And, of course, that's the family all talking about Barry uh, Kehogan's character, Oliver Quick. So he is... At, they at Oxford? They're at Oxford, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're at Oxford. So uh, Kehogan is the... Uh, he's kind of, you know, he grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, Matt. He's got a troubled childhood. Parents, I think, uh, drug addicts and lots of horrible stuff. And he befriends the just... Uh, stupid attractive most popular kid at the school and uh kind of wants to be friends with him and kind of escape from his life and his new friend invites him to go stay at his palatial estate salt burn over the summer break and keogan's oliver also has an attraction to uh felix um, his new friend there, and it's as Matt said, a talented Mr. Ripley smash up with um, what'd you say again? Why am I blanking? Uh, oh, call me by, call your, me name. by your name, yeah. type of a thing, right. maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, Matt. I've two. I'm of two minds on this film, Matt. I think at times it's maniacally, diabolically clever, mm -hmm. uh, more than prepared to show and tell, mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe tell a little too much. Yeah, and maybe show a little too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm not how sure how successful the film is as a whole. What are your thoughts on Saltburn? Yeah, um, I agree with everything Chris just said. It has its moments where it's quite funny. I rolled my eyes at some of this, the the efforts to try and shock, you know, like, oh, he drank it, he swallowed it kind of thing. Like, oh my God, uh, like whatever. Like, I, I just, it kind of gave me like, Preteen versions of Sallow vibes with some of the stuff they're trying to pull off, like a YA, uh, yeah, yeah, like a young version, version of, of Sallow. Sallow. <laughs> uh, like you know, they did a they did, <laughs> they hired uh, the person who wrote Twilight to to clean up uh, Sallow for the the junior high set. I well, thankfully that the, the legendary dinner scene mm -hmm. was not replicated. That's in very true. That's very true. Salt, very true. <laughs> and I yeah, I I think it's not. It's not as clever by half as it's trying to be. And I think there's there's too much reach there. It has its moments. It tries to be shocking and it just kind of comes up comes off as edge lordy a little bit like it's just trying to do too much with too little. I think there's a good kernel of something here, but I, I think it's a little half baked. So I I still, I've been thinking. I my grade on this has changed like a dozen times mm -hmm. since I since I walked out of the theater, mm -hmm. and like I wonder, like some people don't have never really had that raw, just 
carnal desire and need for another human being mm-hmm. you know that like that tub scene i'm, I'm like jesus christ but i'm like well yeah i mean <laughs> so i don't uh, i don't know I, I listen i think keog uh uh i don't think i'm saying that i keogan i had to spell it out phonetically mm-hmm. what happened is i listened to an interview mm-hmm. with Fennell. yeah it's uh, by the way okay. I, I nailed that too all right so i i i spelled that everything out phonetically but Keoghan, he saves this whole thing for me. I though until the almost Scooby Doo esque ending mm-hmm, of it, mm-hmm. where that's where it then uh, that's in the end where I was like, "Damn it, Fennel!" I'm not like it because <laughs> I'm mostly on board for this entire thing. Maybe that the grave mm-hmm. scene, yeah, too. Right. I struggle with a little right. bit. But I Keoghan, the way he plays everybody kind of off each other is brilliant. There's one scene when it's just him and Pike out on the vand or whatever they are they're talking just the two of them mm-hmm. and he says how attractive she is mm-hmm. and then he plants the seed of kind of like the uh, you know the, um of, of carrie mulligan's character and kind of a little bit of betrayal yeah. a seed of betrayal in the back of her mind type of a thing well i don't know if it's in the back of her mind it's basically you know semaphore she's got the flags and everything <laughs> just landing the plane uh but and then the score kind of slowly comes up there's this pounding kind of sith synth excuse me that is just and it kind of ratchets up till it gets into bleeds into the next scene so i love that great moment brilliant loved it there's a lot of that in this film but i think it's harmed by explanation reveal scene i think a little more ambiguity may have gone a long way i think it demands maybe a bit more from its audience that most of the common audience members going to want to give it Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't. I think there's a lot of the a lot of I like. I like that she shot this in that what that four by three. Yeah. The uh, uh, the it's it's a tight frame. Yeah. It's not a widescreen film. Yep. So um, everything is a lot more intimate. Everything is a lot more. Everybody's crushed together a little bit more as well. Adds to an air of uh, um, what do you call it? Claustrophobia. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There. So yeah, I, I think there's really a lot to enjoy here. The more distance I get from it, the more I appreciate it for what it's trying to do, and the more I think I like it. Sure, I'm, I'm willing to give it to pa- give it a pass mm-hmm. on its missteps because there's so much other stuff in here that I liked that I'm like, yeah, all right, because that over there was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm going to be a little more harsh. I think I completely agree with you. This is not a film for everybody. And I think, you know, this is not a film necessarily for the broader masses. But at the same time, for somebody like us, and I I will really get into our snobbery here. Like, we've seen a lot of movies. We are really well-versed in the language of cinema, right? Because we've watched however many thousands of hours and we've dissected all this stuff. A lot of this stuff is good, but it's not anything earth-shattering, right? And it's, it's to me, yeah. it kind of is, it's, it's just kind of taking what's already been done, giving it a bit of a sheen, and I'm not sure I'm completely on board with, I'm not sold on the cleverness and the artistic merit necessarily of this. I think there's a lot of good here, but I, I don't, I think it's just... It's too much. Like, I feel like she just did. She needed more time with this. She needed a a little bit, a few more edits with this. And from a screenplay perspective. 
and maybe this would have been better. I agree with you. It should have been, there should have been a lot more ambiguity. I think people could have handled it, but I don't know. It's, it's just missing something for me. Yeah. I, I didn't mind the, I, I enjoyed the ending itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I care for the reveal. Right. Uh, that Kyogen is, I mean, he lays it all out in the end, quite literally. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a very, you know, Kaiser Soze moment, right? So, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you might as well have just plugged Kevin Spacey in there as they kind of revealed all the stuff. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm giving Saltburn a B plus right now. Um, I uh, am with going... room to revisit at some point, maybe. I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a C. Ooh. C. This, this is really, uh, there's a lot of, differing opinions on this online but mm. film twitter is really split on this people yeah. either really love it or they hate it right well i guess i'm one of the few people that's going to give it a, a middle of the road gentleman c for the gentleman set good for you yeah thanks good for you <laughs> do i not have that as a drop i thought we did we do have it but i mean it gets moved out in favor of other things the problem too is that I need, I think I need a bigger soundboard or we got to mm. go through and edit. Like cause I, I pulled this one back. Hey, just relax, amigo. It's one of my favorites <laughs> and we haven't used it in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do we really need? I mean, honestly, honks me off. I don't think we need honks me off. We can probably drop honks me off. Yeah. We haven't used this yet and I love this. I'm such a lucky boy. I can't wait to go home and park myself in front of the TV and watch all this. And, uh, yeah. I should probably edit that down to just, I'm just a lucky boy. But that's when, um, uh, what's the name of the Criterion Closet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just so great. So great. Like, what's his name? Jesus Christ, Chris. All right. Oh, wait. No, there it is. This is for you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> there it is. I do have A classic. It. A classic. Along with So Good. That's one of our earliest ones that we've kept in the rotation. I brought that one back for you, too. So good. <laughs> I don't know. I still. I, I should choose between of my Jamesies. Just stick with one. I have two of those. I have the long and the short. Well, I mean, if you're gonna do it to annoy me, you would obviously have to keep the long one. That's probably true. And I don't know if we use this one. You dirty motherfucker! <laughs> I don't know what do we use that from? They live. I don't know when that would be used. Usually, when you're telling me that I'm wrong, that's usually how that goes. Yeah. All right. I guess so. That's fine. All right. Let's go ahead and transition, Matt. There's one we don't use it all at all. Yeah. I can't decide what to do. Oh, hold on. Saltburn currently streaming. Streaming. Currently in theaters right now. If you had a chance to see it, just an email feedback at the first run. There you go. Damn. I don't know what to do, Matt. Okay. I'm not feeling it. Okay. And I have to feel it. <laughs> you got to have so, a fever? Yeah. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> For more cowbell. I don't, I don't know about what to do for the next segment okay what should we do do you have a preference uh i call a crackhead i'm not gonna call a crackhead uh well you know it honks me off a little bit that uh (laughs) that's you know we have this uh segment and usually you abandon me to to do other things to do this by myself yeah what do you want (laughs) all right (laughs) i have no idea okay let's go ahead and I think uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. I think I'm going to bow out. Oh. See how it goes. No promises. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you carry this this year. 
again. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. be able to do it all. You said do 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 it justice. I'll yeah. get there. I know the words. Mm-hmm. Use your words, Chris. It's going to be the 2023 gift guide for the movie lover in your life, and uh, this is sold out. So I didn't make my list, but the fact that it even exists just fills me, absolutely fills me with joy, man. Yeah, you got behind the wheel. That could have been bad. Yeah, well, thanks. Fuck, they're trying to make it look fake. God damn it. Make what look fake? The hat and the cigar. You're driving with the driving cruiser, baby. Fuck, fuck, fuck. They're trying to make it look fake. Slow down. You got to be right next to me for it to look real. You got to be right next to me. Everybody tries to make it look fake. Fuckers. I bet you didn't know you were driving with a driving crooner, did you? Or working with a driving crooner. No, I didn't know you do this. Oh, yeah, I do this. I own this. You own what? TheDrivingCrooner.com, baby. Don't you love it? Matt, I was going to say before I go, for the uninitiated, that's one of the sketches from Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave. Okay. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. There's a, I, th- I thought it was in there. I must have edited it out where they talk about how they're going to, that the people are trying to kill him because he's the driving crooner. <laughs> <laughs> what he does is he has, he has a laminate on his window of his car with a fedora and a cigar. And then when he gets in right next to people he's driving, he, he puffs on the cigar. It looks like he's driving and singing kind of at the same time type of a thing. Very That's good. why he gets all upset when people try and get ahead of him. <laughs> Gotcha. So Fair enough. <laughs> so you could buy the decals. They existed, but they are uh, unfortunately now sold out. Oh, so that's too bad. Just Google the driving crooner, and then maybe eventually they'll come back into uh, existence for sale. All right. I'm out. Matt, go ahead. Take over. Everybody, enjoy your uh, time. Bye. <laughs> uh, okay. So I will preface this this uh by saying this is getting harder to do every year because a lot of the stuff seems to repeat, right? There's not a lot of variety in what the movie lover is getting. You know, how many times are you going to have a portable uh, projector on there? How many times are you going to have the scratch off movie calendar? Oh boy, not again. <laughs> I don't even want to answer this, but I'm going to go ahead and pick up. Oh, oh hello? <laughs> Santa, thank the Lord. Chris. Ho, 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 Maddie. It's good to see you again. I'm so happy you're here to do this segment with me yet again. Are you? I am. You took time that out of your busy schedule. Sounds like it to me. You know what? You should know me better than that, Santa. This is just my face and my voice. I'm super into this right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I got I always check in with you because I know this is what the kids, I get the list. Mm-hmm. So I know what the most popular items are for the movie lover. So I thought I'd drop in. Okay. And then give you a like the, the top five most popular ones. All right. So I'm trying to help you out. Jesus Christ. Well, you are helping me out. I, I look forward to hearing what uh, the movie lovers out there want. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to be gracious. Why don't you start? Okay. <laughs> um, so my first is the 
new pick by everybody's favorite cinephile, cinephile weirdo slash director of some of our favorite films. Quentin Tarantino has released a book uh, called Cinema Speculation. Seems really interesting. It basically is his thoughts on the movie, uh, you know, <clears throat> the movie as an art form and, and uh, his kind of approach to it. I think it's something that would be fascinating to kind of pick his brain about. Um, he's got a really kind of out there way of looking at it. He's got a lot of, of things that are not necessarily always in the kind of high art aspect of cinema. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what kind of lowbrow stuff is in there that I can latch myself onto. Oh, that's in Santa's Amazon wish list, actually, right now. Oh, very nice. Speaking of uh, books, uh, number five that we're seeing here up in the North Pole is the uh, illustrated hardcover novelization of the first Halloween film. Mm. So uh, printedinblood.com is reproducing the original novelization with uh, new art inserts, new uh, artwork into it as well. So this has been out of print for like 40 years. <laughs> now you can buy it again. There's also like a, a, a $300, like a deluxe version of mm. it if you really want to go nuts. Mm. But Santa's really been getting into these. Another thing that he doesn't need to collect is these <laughs> novelizations from these 70s and 80s films. Yeah. Because uh, they, they go off of the original... Uh, uh, scripts and a lot of times there's different nuances different stories different subplots or now you can see them now so you can order that right now it's a pre-order it unfortunately won't be shipping until january but print up the little thing give it to the love your movie lover in your life and they'll be like "Ooh, halloween <laughs> probably the second best holiday <laughs> very good that is that is very interesting that is a good thing to collect that is an interesting unique collection if i do say so myself all right, so obviously, when you're watching movies, people like to snack. Um, they have released, uh, Spiceology has released a popcorn seasoning variety pack that I think is pretty cool. Um, if you want to kind of spice it up a little bit, want something different than your standard butter or your garlic cheese or anything like that, you can enjoy apple cinnamon, uh, blue cheese buffalo, jalapeno, popper, pizza, s'mores, and truffle parmesan. That last one sounds gross to me personally, but... I think it's a good uh, gift to, you know, spice up while you're chowing down watching movies. Garlic Parmesan is really the only way to go. Mm, you think so? Absolutely. You know, Santa's vegan now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, what he likes to do is he makes his own. It's, it's garlic with black pepper and then a little bit of jalapeno pepper like ground up in there. You mix it all together. Mm -hmm. You put it on your popcorn. That's the tit. So, Should I say that? Hey, top show. What are you going to do with all the milk and cookies that are left around? Do you just like toss them down the sink? I'm not really vegan. <laughs> I, I actually know what I do is I, I eat the cookies and then I hopefully they'll have some almond milk or soy milk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If not, I have a little uh, thermos for my own stuff. Gotcha. That's much better. The number four is another book, Matt. Lots of reading wow. for movie lovers. It's it's <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, the making of the classic film, is going to run you about 40 bucks, but it includes rare and previously unpublished archival material, behind-the-scenes photography, production art, cutscenes, script extracts, and much more, alongside a new and exclusive interview with a lot of people involved, including Nicholas Mayer, the director. Mm. How do you like that? It's just one of those coffee table books. And I know that a lot of people out there loves the Star Treks too, so uh, you can pick that up right now for about 39 bucks. Buckaroos. All right. Very cool. Um, all right. So then my number three then is a little 
just a little knickknack that you can put onto your um, desk uh, or next to your TV or however you want to do it. It's basically a um, Praxinscope animation spinner, which has, as you know, scenes from famous early uh, films in it, like obviously the uh, jockey riding the horse. Uh, and basically it's a thing that you shine a light through, you spin it, and then it animates the 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 uh, still pictures that are in there. It's a pretty neat little thing. It's got little bits of uh, movie history in it uh, for somebody who's got everything as far as the movie lover's life. I mean, how many box sets can you buy someone really? So I think it's a, it's a good uh, change of pace for uh, an unusual gift. Well, Santa thinks he should shut the hell up because his number three is a box set. <laughs> Very good. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to undercut your thunder. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> There's so many that came out this year, especially if you're open to importing. Particularly the Hellraiser set from Arrow is just stunning. Mm-hmm. Great transfers. Uh, lots of great stuff in that set. BFI put on a gorgeous Wicker Man set, so you can get just the director's cut, the final cut uh, here in the states. Uh, Criterion just put out the Jackie Chan Emergent Superstar set, which is gorgeous. The Superman 4K set with the proper color timing. It's, I can't tell you, Maddie, how great it is to see Superman in a blue suit instead of a teal one. Mm-hmm. And then Second Sight's It Follows set mm. in 4K, which you can import as well. Oh, well, you can get it on some of your sites, your, your Viper videos, your Orbit DVD, your Grindhouse video, or your Diabolic DVD. All You can grab that those imports for you, so... Any one of those sets really would uh, take care of you. Lots of great stuff this year in the box set range. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I hope uh, the pe- that you know the people who are buying these gifts really know how to go get imports and make sure that it can play and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you might want to set some some instructions out there on your website, Santa. Well, let's let's wait and see how the rest of the list turns <laughs> out. Right. Well, Santa's getting a little getting a little aggressive here. <laughs> all right so then my number two then is a uh a uh, i i don't know why this hasn't come out sooner uh is a movie quotes drinking game basically uh the object of the game is to test your recall of famous movie quotes if you are a movie nerd you can probably do this and that's you know good because if you fail then you drink Obviously, this is for the people who are younger, who haven't destroyed their livers like, you know, me and my esteemed co-hosts um, that can't really hang anymore. But, you know, we could probably play this, you know, and, and be drunk at the end of like two beers. Shanna does like a, a little bit of a nip every now and then. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we do keep a, whoops, drop my pen. We do keep a, uh, a healthy supply mm-hmm. of uh, a little spiked eggnog for the, uh, especially on Christmas. I can't tell you. Oh. You got to have a little bit of a nip there if you're going to be traveling around the world. Sure. It's uh, Fair enough. serious business. It's it a little cold. It is. Too, so. It is. Fair enough. Number two, then, if you're going to get a subscription service, I'm going to tell you to go with the Criterion Channel, Matt, mm-hmm. at least for your film education. Okay. They do a great job curating different things. You get a lot of the Criterion extras on a lot of the releases as well. So there's a lot of great stuff there. And uh, it really, it's the curation mm-hmm. is what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of classic cinema if you want to get a little education on you. Uh, it runs you about 11 bucks a month or 100 for the year. And uh, it is well worth your time. So that's saying is number two. All right. That's a good one. All right. So then my number one is one that I think we have mentioned in years past. These have been out there before. Um, 
I'm going to recommend the What to Watch Streaming Decider Dice. It is basically a little tube that has three dice in it, uh, one with a, that says it's either TV or movie, one with a genre, and then one with the number of what you should pick. You pick your streaming surface, you roll the dice, you go to that genre, and then you pick the fifth one of the movie or the TV show that you're supposed to watch. I have these. We... You know, in my house, we get kind of sometimes paralyzed with what to watch. We can't decide. We can't agree. So we'll just roll the dice. We'll watch some stuff. And it's actually a good time for everybody. We found some things that we really like. We found some stuff that we thought was really dumb, but we still had a good time watching it. So it's a good way to kind of expose yourself to things that you may never watch. Well, that's that's an interesting idea. Santa, the other night, just a couple of nights ago, he was trying to figure out what to watch. He spent 40 minutes before he finally gave up. Right. Yes, that happens a lot. Because <laughs> he ran out all ran out of the time to actually watch it. Right. So yeah, that's a that's a good idea there for old Santa. <laughs> Number one, Maddie's going to be. I'm Southern all of a sudden. <laughs> Number one is going to be because we talked about imports. The LG BP One Six Five region region free Blu-ray DVD player. All right, it's multi-region and it'll play all the imports. You can get it from 220 Electronics. Mm, okay. All right, because they have an Amazon store, but I go right to them. Why am I so right? <laughs> right to them at 220. Just Google 220 Electronics, and you can go ahead and find the one that's uh, that's available or best for you. If you don't have, if you don't even have a 4K player, you can buy one there that will play the 4Ks, and it'll play. All the uh, the uh, imports region free Blu-ray DVDs exactly. Nice, Thank nice. you as well. So there you go. Uh, check out two twenty. Uh, Santa got one for about one thirty, and it works beautifully. Awesome. So uh, uh, check it out. You just plug it in, set it up, and you're good to go. So uh, that is the number one recommendation that Santa's seeing right now. <laughs> Very good. I, I hopefully I'll, I'll put that on my list. Maybe somebody would be nice enough to buy buy it for me. There you go. Any uh, anything else, Matt? No, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of options out there from you know uh, stuff made by small artists that you can find on Etsy to like we said uh, subscriptions to movie or streaming services. Many many gorgeous box sets out there. So there's oh there's a lot of things that you can get for the movie lover in your life. Yeah, Shana found a new thing called WeAreDorothy.com, and what they they have uh, posters and different things for movies, but they're kind of like that. They do like maps with different movie sites on them, or uh, lots of different. You, there's other companies done this, but this is relatively new. And they seem to have some really interesting stuff. So you could check them out. And the one I go back and forth on is uh, A24's uh, AAA24 membership. Okay, it's five dollars a month, fifty-five bucks for the year. You get 10% off merch. They send you a birthday gift. They have designs, which are really cool. But they sell so much, so many tchotchkes at this point. Right. I, don't, I don't even know if they're a production company anymore. <laughs> right. But you get early advanced screening stuff. It may be worth it. Santa's on the fence. Okay. He may actually just, uh, well, maybe throw down for Shutter. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what's going to happen. So that's it, folks. Matt, take us out. I got to jump. I got a whole bunch of stuff to get ready for. Christmas is... we, <laughs> Matt, we're less than a month away. So uh, keep it up. And remember, Matt, I'm watching you. <laughs> That's not creepy at all, Santa, but I'll allow it. Even then. Yes, that, those times as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am watching. Fair enough. Fair enough. Santa out. You're a creep, Santa.
All right. So next week on the first run, I what I'm looking at the calendar. Uh, Chris, unfortunately, he disappeared. Oh, well, here he oh, is. Hey. Here he yeah. is. Here he is. Right. Uh, so, Chris, sorry, I wanted to catch up with you before uh, you signed off. I'm so sorry. No. Um, oh, wait, no. Hold on, Matt. The uh, that weird. I, for some reason, I had this weird auto pitch mm-hmm. on my voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I sound any different now. So. Yeah, what's coming up next week? I wanted to catch up with you before we left, so I got to know what I'm watching. So, yeah, I've got here on the calendar um, Eileen and May, December. Although, I believe before we started the show, you said the calendar was messed up. Well, here's the thing the calendar's messed up because Godzilla minus zero drops this week. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And I am hearing great things. And I love me a Gojira movie. So I think we got to do Godzilla. I concur um, with that. Is Eileen even playing here yet? It's supposed to be pretty good. That's the Anne Hathaway, Thomason McKenzie kind of psychosexual thriller type film. Okay. Which I'm always on board for something like that. I don't even think that's playing here yet. So there were a couple things that are going to be out this weekend uh, that I was interested in. So... There was the thing, not the thing. There was. I'm just saying a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we still haven't seen the holdovers, but I think that's going to hit streaming relatively soon. Dream scenario that uh, Nick Cage not film where he was able to go into people's dreams. Okay, right. I do want to see that at some point. And Silent Night, the new John Woo action film. Okay. All right. But if I had to choose one out of the three, I think I got to go Godzilla. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. I would love to see. Godzilla. So that's what I think we should do. All right. And if it's a wonderful knife is available on Shutter, then maybe we should do that. So let's lock in Godzilla minus zero. Okay. And then we'll figure everything else out after that. All right. Godzilla minus one. Minus one? Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, minus zero doesn't really make any sense, does it? Mm-mm. Because you're just right back with Godzilla. <laughs> right. You, minus. you know, but I wouldn't put it past it. I, I Maybe that's some clever thing that I didn't understand. But yeah, it's definitely Godzilla minus one. I got to tell you, I have no product in my hair right now, and I think I look pretty sharp. You've trained it well, my friend. Looks good. It doesn't have a poof in it like it normally does. Mm-hmm. But it still looks good. Uh, feedback at thefirstrun.com. <laughs> would love to hear from you. Yeah, thefirstrun.com, you get archives of all the old shows. Uh, report card that'll be updated. It has to be updated by the end of the year, so Matt can do his best of at some point. We don't do the best of, though, until, what, like June? Yeah, we get pretty deep into... We'll, February, into the, usually. Like, usually the end of first quarter, when we can finally catch up with all the Oscar films and the smaller films, that's when we usually do it. Yeah, usually February, yeah. And you'll, we'll see it, yeah. Uh, where else? Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I think that's all of them. It's not X, Twitter, for as long as it lasts. <laughs> Um, I'm on Blue Sky. I have a code. You want a Blue Sky code? I actually got one. I sure. can send it to you if you care. Sure, sure. Why not? All right. Fantastic. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> that was fun. I had a good time. As always. Everybody, take care of yourselves. We love you very much. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you soon. figure out how to make money on this thing it's simply too good the dream is to have five cars going around state hey, watch out for this guy here. fuck he's trying to steal my decal what the hell are you doing oh, sorry about that i thought he was trying to steal my decal he was walking his dog he was walking right up the car he was trying to rip the hat off he's trying to rip the cigar off why would he do that i don't know 
Some people hate this, James. I don't know what it is, but they fucking hate it. There's people that want to kill me, James. They want to kill you for doing the driving crooner? Yeah. It was the stinger.